Mm. You can listen to all the most inspiring things in the world, but if you continue to speak death and you speak all the things you can't, you're canceling it out. So sometimes people are like, I listen to inspiration every day. It's not helping. What are you saying about yourself? Because God is awesome. He made your brain a goal-crushing machine to prove you right. So when you say you can't do something, your brain's like, oh, you're right. That's how God designed it. So you've got to ask yourself, are you canceling your own inspiration with what's coming out of your mouth? This is the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast with tips, tools, and biblical truth to build your brand, business, or ministry. If you're a Christian speaker, writer, coach, or entrepreneur, this is the podcast you've been praying for. Get ready to increase your impact, income, and influence. Here are your hosts, the mother, her son, and his wife doing business, ministry, and life to shape the culture for Christ. Tamara Lowe, Zach Lowe, and Jillian Lowe. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast. We are excited to have a super special guest today, one of our own members and coaches and just a global phenom. Summer Day is in the house. Welcome to the KBA podcast, Summer. We're so glad to have you here. Oh, my goodness. I'm so blessed to be here. I'm like, this is real. I'm on the KBA podcast. How amazing is this? Yeah, and you are an expert on a number of things. One of the things that I really am excited to dive into today, it's kind of your moniker. It's kind of your brand. It's fear into faith. And this is, I think, one of the most important topics for for Christians and Christian entrepreneurs, Christian leaders of any kind, is going from fear to faith. It's one of the like the ultimate tools of the enemy. It's one of the ultimate lies of the enemy to keep us from our purpose. So I want to just pass the mic off to you on this fear into faith topic and what what's on your heart for our audience today? Wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay. All right, honey, honey, come on in. Okay, first of all, if you do not know Summer Day, you have got to get to know Summer Day. I'm just telling you right now. This woman represents the nameless, faceless Jesus. Now, let me tell you what I mean by that. Summer Day's heart is set on fire for her by her love for God and her love for the Word of God. And I am telling you, she makes Jesus so accessible. She is not out there trying to build up the tower where all roads lead to summer. She is saying, don't look at me, look to the Father. She is fun. She is funny. She is real. She is transparent. I am telling you, Summer Day is the real deal. She is precious and she kind of has this wild life. Like I'm just saying for the last three years, I think that she has lived in an RV where she has toured around the country with her husband and her three children. She has not one, not two, but three daughters, which is a miracle in and of itself. She has an amazing story. So today, I want you to lean in with your ears open, with your heart open, with your mind open, because this is someone who was doing what she never even dreamt of, right? Like this started out to be something precious in her heart, but what God has done, well, he took the lid wide off of her dreams and what is unfolding right now from a television show to a hundred thousand people from around the world that are going to read the Bible cover to cover, y'all, cover to cover. Like this woman is in it to win it, to advance the kingdom of God around the world. So I just wanted to open up with a little bit about her because I'm telling you, honey, 
this woman is totally radically sold out to Jesus Christ. And she's bringing everybody, everybody, everybody with her. You are going to love her. So get ready today. You guys need to buckle in. You need to strap in y'all because if you are looking for adventure in Jesus, this is the place to be. We have got someone with us today who is going to show you like life with Jesus is not boring. Life with Jesus is about risk. It is about adventure, is about leaning in and making room, all kinds of room for God to do whatever he wants to do. So I just want to honor you, Summer, because I see that you truly are the nameless, faceless Jesus in the world today. And that is the bride of Christ that he is coming back for. He's not coming back for the person who's building towers unto themselves. He's not coming back to the person where all roads lead to them. I've seen your social media. I have watched you on video. Everything you say is pointing people back to Jesus. And that really works for what you're doing for your calling. But you could have easily built that little tower around yourself where people were really looking to you. Most of the time, people don't even know your name. So you are literally the nameless, faceless Jesus in the world today. And I'm so proud and I'm so honored and we're thrilled. We are absolutely thrilled and privileged that you are here with us today. Yeah, so good. Thank you for giving Summer a proper intro, honey. It's so true. And I would I would add fiery. You had fun and anointed and fiery. So we're we're super excited to have Summer Day. So Summer, back to you. Okay. Today. Talk to us. Okay, I see what you did there. You wanted to make me a puddle all over the ground, Jillian, and then try to get me to talk. Are you kidding me? Thank you. That means a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. I'm going to share a little bit about how the journey's. it's not always fun. People are like, oh, traveling in RV. Yeah, that's beautiful and all, but the battle is it's real. And sometimes people see where you are. Oh my gosh, six figures. You did this, you did that, and they don't know the battle and the stuff. So because you mentioned the RV life, I just want to share just a little quick story. Um, Just so you guys know, in 2019, May of 2019, the Lord actually showed me that this dream I had of like homeschooling my kids. And I thought it'd be like three months, maybe six, take them to a bunch of states, give them that, you know, history education. He was laughing at me at church when I was praying. He's like, that's cute, but that's not what you're doing. And he said, I want you to sell everything, pick up your mat and walk. And I'm sending your whole family to lead people to the Lord. He actually showed me a vision of my daughter, six years old, laying hands on somebody on the side of the road, leading them to Jesus with people behind waiting to be next. And he said, your whole family. And he said, have no destination, no time frame, no roots, none of that. But that's all he told us. Luckily, he spoke to my husband. So my husband didn't think I was totally crazy. But from May of 2019, We told anyone who would listen, we told our family, half of who, yes, they did think we were crazy, that this is what we were doing. And people would say, so you're going into ministry, what are you going to do? And I would say, I don't know, the Lord hasn't told me yet. I think we're going to speak at churches. You know, um, we do a lot, we we talk a lot about pornography addiction and stuff like that, and it's a topic not talked about at churches, so maybe the Lord will use our voice there. But I say that it's May of 2019, because I want you guys to know, then what happened? COVID hit, and everyone's like, are you still going? Lord hasn't told us we're not going. My husband lost his job. He was in the entertainment industry making a lot of great money. He was the lighting designer on Dancing with the Stars, actually, when COVID hit. Um, We lost the income we were going to travel on. Then the world went nuts and everyone is like, are you still going? I said, well, the Lord didn't say no. And from May of 2019 all the way till July 13th of 2020, 14 months of just yes obedience, I had no idea 
where we were going or what our ministry work is. Our ministry work now is to get 1 million people to read the Bible cover to cover in a year. Year four launches September 18th, and we're going to give you a link. So if you want to be one of the 100,000 people we're calling forward this year, we'd love to have you join us. And what date does that start, Summer? When I'm telling September 18th. September 18th. If you, and now Summer, I, I want to make sure, are you on, you're on your fourth, is this your fourth time reading yeah. beginning of your to cover? And yeah. you know what? This morning, I wanted to to tell something to you. I was upstairs painting the barn, as my Nana would say, spackling and tackling, here we go. And I was praying for you and saying, Holy Spirit, what would you have me to say to Summer? And um, I saw, you know, when you see a book cover and it says a million copies sold, right? That's like a sticker that sometimes you see, but the sticker actually, and that's interesting about what you just said, which is why I'm jumping in in this moment. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, tell Summer that a million people will read the Bible cover to cover with her and that her claim to fame will be, I read the Bible with a million people cover to cover. And I saw a sticker that was 1 million people reading the word of God. So the moment that you just said that, when you said that that was the goal, I can tell you rest assured 1 million people on the button are going to be the number of people that read the Bible cover to cover with you. So I'm I'm excited. Amazing. (laughs) Praise God. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you for that. I received that message from the Lord. And I wanted to share. So I just want you guys to know what happened on July 13th, two weeks before we were leaving. I did a Facebook Live to find five friends to read the Bible. That was my plan. I just finished reading the Bible. It took two years and God's like, that was good, but your goal was one year to do it again. So I did a Facebook Live at the end of June to find five friends to read the Bible. I was shocked that 20 women right away said yes. Then they shared it with their friends. We had 200 women that day. And then two and a half weeks later on July 13th, we had 6,700 women in a Facebook group to read the Bible ever in a year, two weeks before I was going into full-time ministry, but I still didn't know what it was. Not until July 13th did I cry and say, I guess I know what our ministry is. And I want to share one more thing. I want to let you all know and 6,700 women were a Facebook group. I was on my face in the bathroom crying to the Lord, begging him to take it away, telling him all the reasons I wasn't worthy, all the reasons how I'm not a pastor and I'm not a pastor's wife. I've actually had never been in a Bible study. Like, how am I supposed to lead 6,000 wow. women? I can't do this. And you know how God meets us in those moments. He was so sweet. And he said, look, I know who you are. and know who you're not. The only thing I want for you is to get them to finish. You do not have to interpret scripture. That's not your job. Your job is to encourage and keep them in community and get them to finish because how many of them do you think will? And I share that because I know Jillian talked about the RV thing. I want you guys to know when you say a big yes to God and you're willing to walk in darkness for 14 months, when COVID hits, when your husband loses his job, when everyone thinks you're crazy, if you hold on just a little bit longer, God will show up and blow your mind because now it's clear, 1 million people. But that was never, ever, ever going to be my path in life. I just had to say yes to God. So I don't want to know what what he has for you and what he might be asking you to say yes to this morning. Wow. Honey, what do you think about this? Woman on a mission. 
Yeah, it's awesome. I think one of the, you know, the things that sticks out to me that's probably a parallel for everybody who gets called to some kind of mission, to some kind of big mission, is and are the moments that the enemy seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. And that'll come through a variety of forms of warfare, but make no mistake about it. It is warfare. It's warfare. Like whether there's, you know, um, kind of physical manifestations of that, you know, relationships, health, or uh, just psychological, right? It's psychological warfare. <laughs> and I want to, I really want to kind of mind the, the gems in you, Summer, of that fear, right? Because when you're on your face crying in the bathroom, right, that's a little bit of, of fear, if not a lot of bit of fear. So what have you learned on your journey and what have you been able to share with the people that, that you've worked with of, of conquering that fear and overcoming the, the spiritual battles that come with walking on a mission? Yeah, I'm glad you went back to the fear because that's what I love. I love teaching people how to crush fear, especially God's people, um, because I've had my own journey with fear. I've had moments like that in the bathroom, but I actually used to be so debilitated with fear that I was labeled with, um, I, I was on meds for anxiety, depression. I had severe panic disorder, was having giant panic attacks every week. I was labeled with agoraphobia. It's a fear of outdoors. It couldn't walk outside. And then I was having actually daily seizures. That's the kind of stuff that was manifesting in my life from fear. So I take crushing fear really serious, wow. really serious. And when I read the Bible cover to cover, I was shocked at how much people don't actually talk about fear from the pulpit. They say that um, fear is mentioned in the Bible, I don't know if you guys know this, 365 times. How beautiful. One for every day of the year, right? Mm -hmm. But when you add fear, doubt, worry, or tremble, it's actually over 600 times. Wow. And what I call is I call them the evil triplets. Fear, doubt, and worry, they're the evil triplets. And sometimes we can tell when fear comes, right? Fear is going to happen. You can't live a life free from it. We're fallen sinners. Fear will happen. But it's when you choose to step out of it that God will bless you. And then the sneaky ones are the doubt and the worry. With this you know, TV show that we're launching that Jillian mentioned, I'm on my face to the Lord every day. I'm literally praying deliverance from a spirit of fear, doubt, or worry every day in regards to this. I wake up and my flesh trembles of like, what are you doing? And I'm like, you quiet and get out of here. Yeah. And so when I realized it's 600 times in the Bible, I was like, this is a big deal. So then I studied the Ten Commandments. How many times in the Bible does it say thou shalt not kill? And it's only 10. It's only 10. It's three directly and seven indirectly. And if we had scales right now and we do 610, mm. which one weighs more? 600 times. And God's not little. He's not like, hey, sweet little girl, maybe you shouldn't choose fear today. No, he is like, do not fear. I didn't give you a spirit of fear. There are so many times when he is like direct. I figure it's that booming voice of like, do not fear. And so for reading the word myself and studying that, what I realized is, and this is the question I want to pose to the people listening. When you choose to walk in fear, right? When it comes upon you and you have that choice and you choose to stay in fear, are you in direct disobedience to God? When you choose to stay there, you choose to be stuck, you choose not to speak on a stage or whatever else that is because of fear, doubt, or worry, are you in direct disobedience to God? Because my personal summer day opinion is yes. 
Lord walking in disobedience to his word, not just once, not just twice, but 600 times, 600 times. And so at my, um, my events that we do, at my coaching program, I have a formula called Fear in the Faith, where we teach you how to get there. I don't have time to do the whole thing, obviously, today, but I do want to touch on some key stuff because I know that your listeners are like, yes, how do I crush fear? And how do I get into greater measures of faith to be that unstoppable force for God to move into an RV or to do whatever it is that I know God's calling me to do? So there's two acronyms for fear. If you haven't heard them, the first one is false evidence appearing real. A lot of times fear is rooted in your past. It's your past coming up to bite you. And if you don't let go of what's behind you, you can't reach what's in front of you. If you don't let go of what's behind you, you can't reach what's in front of you. So you got to ask yourself, is this false evidence appearing real? And the other acronym that I love is fear is an opportunity to face everything and rise. Mm. Most people have heard those, but I'm going to give you acronyms for faith. I'm going to give you acronyms for faith. And this is the formula to walk in more faith. If you want to walk in more faith, the F stands for forgiveness. Because forgiveness sets you free. And Jesus was really clear about forgiveness. And a lot of people that come to me that are struggling in fear and they want to be that bold force, they have unforgiveness in their life. Wow. They have unforgiveness usually for themselves. So if you're listening, that's your first question is, is there anything I need to forgive myself for? Mm. Unforgiveness to yourself as a sneaky little bugger. Mm. Ask yourself, who do I need to forgive? Because I believe to get full faith, that's step one. And you can't move on to step two. You can't move on to step three. If there's unforgiveness in your life, that is a stronghold of the enemy. The A is for attitude of gratitude. Once you've walked into forgiveness, it's time to replace what was dark in your life with light and nothing crushes darkness like gratitude. That's right. If you're in depression or anxiety, start writing down three things every day you're grateful for and watch your life shift. Mm -hmm. The I is for inspiration, which... Your KBA clients are getting lots of inspiration all week long. All you got to do is jump on Power Up or listen to Jillian pray. There is inspiration all around, but a lot of people don't have that. So if you're wanting greater measures of faith, you got to listen to podcasts like this. You got to tune in to people like Coach Tam that she got inspiration. She sweats it, right? It's coming off of her. You got to plug into that. You got to listen to people on the daily because the enemy is always after your mind. So there's a great summer. There's a great uh, Zig Ziglar quote that's like people people tell me you know inspiration it, it doesn't last motivation it doesn't last because you're saying you got to come get it every day and Zig Ziglar goes yeah neither do showers you know <laughs> showers don't last that's why you got to do it every day so that point of inspiration you got to be plugged in you got to be consistent you got to do what fills yeah. I love that it's right in the middle of faith yeah. is inspiration and that's just a consistent so day after day I am tuned in. I am listening. I am looking and I'm finding the opportunities to be inspired, right? Some people lose the ability to be inspired. People get, get jaded. They get cynical and it's easy in, in the world that we live in, but you have got to be inspirable. If you're in a place that, you know, I haven't been inspired lately, you know, I, I just don't have any inspiration. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, I love this, this process you're unpacking summer. You've got to 
open your heart up to it. You've got to open your mind up to it. You got to open your eyes and your ears to be inspired. And I love that it's right in the middle of that faith acronym. So, and you know, I was thinking about this too, Summer, as you said that and what you just shared, um, honey, is that for me, the opposite of inspiration as it relates to this acronym would actually be isolation. I think that when we begin to retreat and isolate ourselves from people who have access to speak into our life, to speak into the situation, whether it's through a podcast or whether it's your local pastor or whether it's accountability in a small group Bible study or a community like the one in the inner circle, that isolation presents an opportunity for the enemy of your soul because he is a capitalist. He will capitalize on isolation because if he can isolate you in your mind, that is where the battle is won and that is where it is lost. So I love that you are talking about how inspiration is a place we move into. And I would also say that it is not about how you are feeling. In fact, I would say most oftentimes the way you are feeling, you should just pretend it's opposite day all day long. When you're feeling <laughs> like, oh, I just can't do this. You know, I'm I'm tired. I'm worn out. I can't lean into community. I can't show up on the call. I can't go to the conference. I can't do the coaching session. Whatever the script is that you are hearing, the recording playing in your mind, you need to pretend it's opposite day and you need to literally just do the opposite of that. So I would say, you know, lean in and don't take what you're feeling as as fact, right? Like the facts will lie to you. So mm-hmm. I love that inspiration. I absolutely love people. Cont- I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving everything you're saying. Can you on Google friend? Awesome. You actually were button hooking the exact second second section of the inspiration part. So I love it. It was so perfect. You've got to plug in and listen to all the inspiration. And the second part to that is what she was talking about. What you say every day is your number one source of inspiration. Hmm. And so we teach a lot about death and life and the power of the tongue, right? Proverbs 18 is more important than most people grasp. You can listen to all the most inspiring things in the world, but if you continue to speak death and you speak all the things you can't, you're canceling it out. So sometimes people are like, I listen to inspiration every day. It's not helping. What are you saying about yourself? Because God is awesome. He made your brain a goal-crushing machine to prove you right. So when you say you can't do something, your brain's like, oh, you're right. That's how God designed it. So you've got to ask yourself, are you canceling your own inspiration with what's coming out of your mouth. That's the second part. So you got to make sure you're your biggest cheerleader and you're with you all day. You've got to make sure that the words coming out of your own mouth are inspiring. Don't talk about yourself or treat yourself in a way that you would get crazy on somebody if they did that to your child, they did it to your spouse. Most people are looking in the mirror and beating themselves up all, all day long. So Listen to good, inspiring stuff. When I was down and out, I had Les Brown on the speed dial. I listened to the same one-hour speech of his every day to pull me out of the depression, out of the anxiety, all this stuff. But you will cancel your own inspirational blessings if you don't change the inspiration coming out of your mouth. One of my favorite things on that of, of speaking, and this you know goes very much with your your reading the Bible, is reading the Psalms aloud. You know, it, like sometimes when I get in that place of you know just I'm I'm tired, I'm burnt out. I, I have a, an acronym that I, I say, Boyd, B-O-I-D, I get Boyd. Burnout, 
induced depression. I get like burnout induced depression. And one of my, one of my big, you know, tactics is to read the Psalms aloud. You know, if you read the Psalms aloud, you know, the, the cries of David's heart and the other psalmists, and you can read it with, with power and conviction and, and you could speak it and you can hear yourself speaking it and you get into that atmosphere of, of praise and declaration, it shifts things. It shifts. Yeah. Like sometimes it really is a choice. Like it's, it's hard to hear. And it's like easy to say, like, you know, when you're not in like a moment of like fear and anxiety and depression, <laughs> but you always have that choice. I can either wallow in it or I can do something about it. And there are things that you can do about it. You can decide, I'm going to take five minutes and I am just going to declare the word of God. I am just going to, you know, speak the Psalms with passion. And you do that for five minutes, something's going to change. Mm -hmm. You know, something's got to change. So mm -hmm. I think the like decision is a big part of this too. So good. So good. I feel a Holy Spirit squirrel moment where we're going to pause here really quick and you know, God made me bold and confident for a reason, Zach. So I'm just going to put you on the spot. You know, we're getting 100 readers for this TV show. We're dividing the Bible up into 100 different readers. And you're talking about your love of Psalms. And I just felt Holy Spirit's like, we got to get you on the show. We've got to get you reading some Psalms for the TV show. Come on. Oh, no. Do it, Summer. All right. Woo -woo. And Jillian, we can't not have your gloriousness as well. <laughs> I would love to have you guys be a part of the oh, TV show. We're going to be filming over the next six months so we could talk about scheduling and all this I stuff. I talked to Zach about Coach Tam, but I mean, you guys are equal fire. That's what I'm looking for. I want fiery readers. They, they of all walks of life to come and be a part of this TV show that launches on September 18th. As far as we know, it's never been done. There's not like a TV show where people are reading the word of God and it's a hundred different people. And um, it's going to be a visually exciting version of the Bible. There's a lot of great audio as far as we know, there's not great TV shows. So we're so blessed that God oh, awesome. created. So that's the spot, the, the, the pause really quick on the end. <laughs> Don't you guys want that? People that are listening, you got to drop that in the chat. Like, yeah, we got to have Zach. Yeah. Or even Psalms. <laughs> that's what we want. We want passionate readers of the word. I love it. Okay. So we did forgiveness and attitude of gratitude and inspiration. And I want to pause real quick and go back to forgiveness. I want to tell you all, because I know there's somebody listening. You got to take forgiveness seriously. I told you that I was having seizures. I was having all that stuff. Do you know this beautiful woman walked me through a three-week process of forgiveness? It was a lot of writing and it was forgiveness for a specific person. And I didn't know I could ever let that go. And through all of that writing and praying, it was very biblical. It was beautiful. I forgave that person and my daily seizures stopped. Like, wow, wow. Kidding. I was in the Amen Clinic. I had my brain scanned for three days. I had all kinds of tests done. They put me on medication that wasn't helping and then other medication. My, my panic disorder, my seizures, all of it went away when I walked through forgiveness. And I've walked hundreds of women through this process in my coaching. So when I tell you, you gotta take forgiveness serious, Forgiveness literally has caused people to lose weight they could never lose, um, health problems going away. But my own personal story is literally 20 plus seizures a day I was having gone like that when I stepped into forgiveness. Wow. <laughs> I didn't want to forget that part. Okay. The T is awesome. The T stands for you got to trust in him. And the way that you trust in him is by reading his word so you know what he says. And as the amazing Dr. Clarice Fluid always says, she says, who will agree with God? 
We can't agree with him if you're not reading what he's saying. You got to read his love letter that he wrote for you before you were even born. He thought about you and he left a love letter for you. So in order to trust in him, you kind of know what he says and you've got to be in his word for yourself. And then the H stands for help and serve. Some people aren't in the level of faith that they want and it's because they're missing where the Lord's asking them to serve and give. A lot of people will give their finances, but they don't give their time. Some people give their finances and that's actually not the gifting God's asking for. He's got another plan over there. So that's the last piece is you ask the Lord, am I serving, am I helping your people where you specifically want me to help? And so that's the acronym for faith, forgiveness, attitude of gratitude, inspiration, trust in him, help and serve. And then there's one last part. And the last part is when all that doesn't work, there's one more beautiful acronym. If all of that doesn't work, you can forward all issues to heaven. Amen. Get on your knees and pray. Amen. So good, Summer. So good. Amen. Amen. I love that. I love that. Honey, what do you think? We got we got just a couple more minutes. I want to invite Summer to talk about um, people jumping into this 100,000 readers of the Bible, but do you have a, any kind of last thoughts or words or questions for Summer before we get into that? Yeah. You know, uh, we've been privileged to kind of have little sneak peeks into Summer's journey, right? Kind of along the way as as we have known her. My question to you would be that you could share with everyone as your journey, as your business, as your coaching program, as all of these things have taken shape, as they have expanded and multiplied and accelerated, you know, I think that oftentimes I hear people say, Summer, I just want God's will. I just want God's will. I just want to fulfill God's will for my life. I think that that is a very earnest. I think it's a very sincere desire mm-hmm. of the body of Christ in general. And I believe that for our listeners and people within, you know, the inner circle who are desiring to build a brand, a business and a ministry that will fulfill and answer the call of God and the will of God being fulfilled. How have you managed because what I perceive about you is that you have been able to Hold it loosely. And I wanted to see what advice, What? how would you encourage people as they are really stepping out from fear into faith, doing new things, into wide open spaces, into the deep waters? How were you able to continue to pursue the one thing, the thing that you felt, okay, this is the direction I believe I'm supposed to go, while making room for God to speak to be able to pivot, to be able to take your hands off, to be able to be open to change along the way. Because I think the desire to be at the center of God's will while building a brand business and ministry is huge. But oftentimes I feel like there's a lot of holding loosely. For you in the last you know, five years, what is your advice to everyone based on your journey? How can people build a brand business and ministry to answer the call of God, to fulfill the will of God, but yet to be able to do it where God still has room to move and breathe on it. So good. I love that question. Um, I get asked that a lot, actually, a lot of times. And one of the things I've realized is that people do want to serve and they're like, I don't want to be out of the Lord's will. Well, if you don't move forward, you stay paralyzed there. 
And that's actually not trusting him. You need to pray every, I, do, I pray every morning, Lord, I give you this day. What's your assignment for me today? I pray and then I go into action and I trust him. I trust that he will slam a door in my face if it's not my door. So I boldly go through every opportunity and every door with full confidence. I don't put my toe on the line and go, well, maybe, I mean, I'd leap through that sucker knowing it's going to smash me in the face if it's not his will. Faith without works is dead. And there's too many people just sitting on a log going, I'm waiting to hear from the Lord. It reminds me of that thing of like, the guy was on the island and he's like, the Lord will save me. And here comes a boat. No, the Lord will save me. Here comes a helicopter. The Lord will save me. And then he dies. And he's like, Lord, you didn't save me. He's like, I sent a boat. I sent a helicopter. I sent a SWAT team. I sent all the people. But we keep thinking the Lord's going to show up one way and he doesn't. And so they get stuck. They get stuck and they don't move. You've got to trust the Lord to move. He will slam doors in your face. We're going after every major Christian influencer on the planet for this TV show, you guys, from Dallas Jenkins to Mel Gibson to whoever. I have one job and one job only, to boldly stand in front of them and say, this is what we're doing. Is the Lord moving your heart? And if a hundred no's slam in my face, I don't care. Yeah. Because the only thing is to walk in obedience and say, this is what we're doing. Do you want to be a part of creating this? Do you have a heart to see the word? And you go, you know what? That could get tiring getting yeah. out where when you yep. have those other things. That's why people don't do it. And so don't mistrust your faith of wanting to be in God's will with being used by the enemy to be paralyzed and stung. That's a part of fear. That's fear. Trusting the Lord is boldly walking forward. It's calling the things that are not into being the things that are. It's opening your arms up and saying, I'm choosing the blessing that's coming, even though I can't see it. Yeah. Some people are waiting to see with their eyes and know that that's God's will. And the last part is, a lot of times we're thinking, I'm going to hear the booming audible voice of God. Well, that's very rare, actually. Yeah. That's very rare. I learned this when I was in Israel. How does God speak to you? He speaks to us through creation, and his creation is people. So you've got to pray. If you want a sign, ask God to send somebody who's going to have a word. If you're not sure, ask him for confirmation. I just ask him to slam the door. This is another thing Clarice Fluitt said to me last year, because I teach people to say a big, fat, quick yes to the Lord, right? She said, you don't have time for that anymore. And somebody listening right now, you're about to get convicted. You're going to get convicted to a whole new level of faith. Are you ready? Because she said to me, we don't have time for that in the world anymore. From now on, I want you to assume it's a go unless it's a no. Wow. It's a go unless it's a no. We don't have time to sit back and wait and just say yes to the Lord. He's looking for people on fire. You guys all know the world's sped up. We can't explain it. But since COVID, the world's like five times faster. Yeah. If you're listening, I pray that you get convicted and lit on fire that your new mantra is, Lord, I trust you. You'll slam the door so it's a go unless it's a no. That's what's your mantra. You better look out that. We might. You don't know. We might be moving into an RV. You don't know what's coming. <laughs> Woo! Let it fall, Lord. Let it oh, fall. Have it. Wow, Summer. Good, good word. Honey, come on. What do you think? Yeah, I know. It's it's so good. I think it's such an important message. It's such a, I think, a, a common, the much more common affliction for Christians is the, you know, oh, I'm waiting for that booming voice of the Lord. I'm waiting for the, you know, thousand signs before I take a step of faith, right? And honey, Jillian, you teach that, um, desire that word yeah. 
comes from of the Father, right? right? And the desires of our heart, and that when we delight ourselves in the Lord, that He's going to give us the desires of our heart. In that when we have a righteous desire, a godly desire, a desire that aligns with God's kingdom purposes, we really should just, like Summer says, you know, go unless it's a no. Yeah. No more waiting, no more watching, no more wondering. Go unless it's a no. That's probably my my favorite, favorite word from from this conversation. So Summer, tell us, tell us, because it's coming out any day from when this this podcast drops. Yeah. It's fearintofaith.com. Mm-hmm. where people can find out about this 100,000 people reading the yeah. Bible in a year. So tell us about that. Fearintofaith.com, you can register to be one of the 100,000 people coming from all over. Uh, there's a guy leading a bunch of churches in Uganda. I think we're getting at least 40,000 people coming from Uganda. Come on, Jesus. And the, wow. launched, uh, the, the TV show launches on September 18th. So when you register, um, we're going to have an app. Uh, we're we're doing everything we can to make this exciting because my goal is to get people to finish. And when we did that first year, the Lord gave me a vision of doing an event. He said, do an event where people could come and read the end of Revelation out loud together. So we did that our first year in San Antonio. I didn't even know what I was doing. Luckily, I had a lot of friends who were speakers. We're, we're figuring out the agenda the night before. But all we knew was the Lord said, San Antonio, have an event, Ask, invite the women to come as like a carrot in front of the horse, right? It's like, stick with it. You can do it. And we're all going to meet each other at the end of the year. And so we did. And when that happened, this rabbi called me and he said, I have a word for you from the Lord. Do you know in Israel, they've been doing this for almost a hundred years. They read a page a day of the Talmud. And at the end of seven years, they fill stadiums of people that finish reading it together. Wow. The Lord is going to fill stadiums of people that will finish reading the word of God together. And so our year three, we have about 10,000 people in year three. Our year three is finishing. We have our end of the year event, September 14th or the 16th finishes, and we'll be having that event. And then we launch the next year with 100,000, and then we're going to get a million. And you guys, the goal is we will fill stadiums of people. I just heard there's a stadium with 111,000 in Michigan. She's like, let's let's pray to fill that. Yeah. You guys, this has never been done as far as we know ever with the Bible. Wow. Imagine a stadium of people powerfully reading revelation out loud and finishing together i feel like demons will probably visibly leap off people we don't want happening but that's what we're inviting you to be a part of we're inviting you to be a part of reading the word but bringing unity across the globe we've got churches in uganda kenya um um israel uh uh india all over the united states is coming together this is about a unity in the body for such a time as this the Lord didn't say our ministry for this one was go find people who had never heard of Jesus. This is find the people who know who Jesus is, but have never read his word. Find the people who know who Jesus is and bring them together. I see it's like the Lord's hands across the globe coming together to bring unity. And we'll do that event in person, but also virtual. Let's have millions. Let's break the internet. I think the record's like eight millions, like Tony Robbins did a virtual event. Let's break the virtual event um, um, registration list with this and our okay. that is 2025. Amen. Sign me up. <laughs> Let's go. We'd love to have you join. I love wow. to have you listening. We've got um, discounts for churches that want to do it or pastors. I don't know who you know, but if you're listening, you can contact us on our website. Maybe you know 
Dallas Jenkins, or maybe you know Mel Gibson. If you know anybody that you feel like, oh, this person's called to be a part of this TV show, we're still recording it. We're going to get Zach and Jillian in to be a part of it. Um, yeah, if you have, you might have a piece of the puzzle, somebody listening right now of this vision that God is doing. So connect with us. We'd love to have you be a part of it. I'm just so blessed that you guys let me come here and and share what he's doing. Yeah, we love it, Summer. We so support you and your vision. It's such a such a big vision and such a bold vision that uh, that's the kind of thing we want to get behind. And your heart for people, your heart for the word, your yeah. heart for God. It's incredible. So thank you so much, Summer, for coming on. It's fearintofaith.com to sign up for the for the Bible reading in a year. It's going to be amazing. And we can't wait to to see all of those visions come to life and stadiums be filled. So Summer, you're a, you're a blessing to us. You're a blessing to so many. Thank you for being with us today. Absolutely my pleasure. I just adore you both. And and I'm such a, I'm so honored to be in KBA. KBA is a foundational structure that I'm able to do everything that I do because of the structure. And and it's like the scaffolding that the Lord has provided. And, and KBA is a big part of that. So thank you. Yeah, it's such an honor to have you in our community. So we love you, Summer. Wait, and we will- can I pray? Yeah, yeah, I'm pray. So I just want to pray. I'm so fiery. I'm like, is that okay? Yeah. Ah! Father God, I just want to thank you and praise you for for KBA, for Zach, for Jillian, for Tamara. I just thank you for this podcast, Father. I thank you for the ears that are listening, Father, that you are speaking to. And I just pray the blessing of this fear and faith that we talked about, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. We just come against any fear, doubt, worry, and we command it to go in Jesus' name. We command it to lift its claws off your people, off your church right now in Jesus' mighty name. Father God, I pray for courage and boldness. Your word says that we have the ability to impart what's been given to us. Father, I pray for new levels of courage and boldness on your people for such a time as this, Father, and greater measures of faith that those listening will do the steps. They'll forgive. They'll walk in gratitude. They'll choose to inspire even themselves by how they speak, Father. They'll trust in you. And they'll step up and help and serve in new ways, Father. So we just pray that gift of tremendous faith to fall upon them today, that they would be transformed, that they would say, it's time that I be a bold, unstoppable force for the Lord in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Summer. We love you and we we love you and bless you guys, all our kingdom builders out there. We'll see you next week on the KBA podcast. Bye, everybody. Hi, this is Tamara Lowe, founder of Kingdom Builders Academy, here with a free gift for you, our loyal podcast listener. We're giving away free copies of my newest book, On Purpose, How to Find, Fund, and Fulfill Your Purpose. You can download your free copy right now at onpurposebook.com. That's www.onpurposebook.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast today. Join us again for our next exciting exciting episode.